Good afternoon. I'm Leon Davis. It is Saturday, February the 23rd, uh, 2018 at 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon. I want to thank you very much for joining me this afternoon. I'm Leon Davis, uh, as I said, and um, this is the podcast Altitude Adjustment. Um, the past week has been filled with uh, talk of the Green New Deal. This is um, something that our <clears throat> freshman class of one of the bright personalities of our freshman class of the Senate has put together. Now, if you are familiar with uh, that, uh, with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, then you would not be surprised by the New Deal. And I'm going to talk about that coming up right now. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. So as I said, uh, if you are familiar with her, then you, or at least if you've listened to her or you've uh, read much about her, you won't be surprised by the, the Green New Deal. And there's something interesting in the title, New Deal, um, which which adds a bit of flavor to the whole discussion. So <clears throat> the um, proposal that she's putting forward or that she um, with other um, politicians are putting forward is more than just a, uh, attacking uh, environmental issues. It also has to do with dealing with other political issues that have been ignored or have been underserved over uh, a period of time, which is part of what the New Deal comes about. And in the controversy and when you when people propose something, there is uh, always going to be pushback. There's a, probably more than likely always going to be someone who uh, disapproves of the deal. But most of the the what I hear about pushback is the cost. If if the cost is the only problem that you have with uh, the proposal, then that's just a matter of finding ways to pay for it. And and as uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez has mentioned, um, we can find money for a lot of things. Why can't we find money for making sure that our planet is livable? Now. Um, I'm going to play a clip a little later on and I'll talk more about that clip. But in the clip, um, they talked about the length of the proposal, that it was it was long. And so I went out, I looked at the proposal and uh, what I saw was it was 14 pages. But there was a lot of white space there. And the font size was really huge. And so my guess is, and I didn't try this, but uh, my guess is if you um, make it in a paragraph form, because it's not in paragraph form, but it's if it's in bullet form and you can uh, read through it. But if you if you take out all the white space, if you take out the majority of the white space and you reduce the font size, it's probably two and a half to maybe three pages in length. That's about how long it is. And it's not a hard read. So there's a lot of not not a lot of technical terms and it's quite easy to understand. Um, and so I would encourage you, I'm going to I'm not going to go through and actually read the proposal, 
Um, but I would encourage you to if you to take some time to go out and read it and and get an idea for yourself rather than listening to a lot of um, pundits or um, news people talking about it. Read exactly for yourself. Now, there was um, an additional document that so in the proposal she's calling for or they're, they're calling for a committee to put together something for uh, a Green New Deal. Now, there was a lot more. So there's not a lot of specific detail in the uh, particular proposal that I read. Um, it is it, people in business would understand it as a 50,000 foot view or it's it's more of a concept or idea, uh, a, a framework to which to begin to, to flush out details and how you're going to accomplish it, what you're exactly going to accomplish. So the overall just Green New Deal document uh, just identifies the problem that they're trying to attack and generally how they want to attack those problems. Um, so that's it. Now, there's been a lot of buzz obviously created uh, about that. Anytime you propose change, anytime you propose change, um, people are, many people are reticent to change. They push back against change before they even under, try to understand how that change impacts them, what it does for them, how it's implemented, how they can be a part of it, how they can participate in it. And that's what I found a lot of in listening to people talk about it. And as I mentioned, most of the pushback was about the cost. And it's difficult to flush out the cost until, you know, based on um, what we, you know, if, if you haven't done the math, if you haven't sat down and said, well, how much is it this going to cost and how much is that going to cost? And is that going to change production uh, cost? You know, when you buy in volume or buy in bulk, uh, if you go with currently what we do for um, green, um, when it scales up, that's going to change the cost. So that's going to change the dollar amount specifically, um, significantly. And so it's important to understand what that what they mean when they talk cost. Um, it's just kind of a general idea and it's not specific. So so the difficulty of talking cost before you're even talking, you know, specifically what you're going to do, how you're going to accomplish that is kind of putting the cart before the horse. Um, and as I, as I said, if you if your general argument starts with how much it gonna, it's going to cost and a couple of things are in, are in play or come to my mind that I think are significant. Either you think that the project is worth doing and your only concern is the cost or you don't care about the project and you're trying to kill it by talking about the cost. And in either case. The conversation needs to be had and the, the um, talking about our environment is important and it should move forward. Now, um, I, I picked up a couple of articles, um, went through a couple. Well, I went through a lot of articles, but a couple of them that that really stood out. And one was from the hill dot com. And uh, let me see if I, I can't remember 
if I got well, I mean, I can't tell if I got the title of the article. Yeah, here it is. Uh, Ocasio Cortez's resolution would create a select committee in the House to draft a plan that fits the proposal's standards. In that sense, it's similar to House Minority Leader Nancy Pelosi's call for a select committee on climate change, although that panel wouldn't have the same explicit assignment. Uh, so that wasn't the title of the article. I've, I've misplaced that someplace. Hopefully I can run across that before too long. But anyway, um, so so it wasn't so the, the Green New Deal has more than one person attacking the problem. And that's real important that we have a multitude of people, a multitude of ideas um, attacking the problem because the more minds that we have attacking a problem, the more likely we are to have better solutions, the more likely we are to see difficulties or problems in one plan versus another to make sure that we get the best fit for as many people as possible. Now, central to the Green New Deal, and, and it is pretty much attached to um, Alexandria Cortez or, or Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I have, I hate, I, I don't like the idea of shortening her name to AOC. Um, not that I don't, that some familiarity is good and that, um, that is disrespectful. I just think that uh, she deserve unless she specifically gives me the, the, okay to call her AOC. I prefer to call her uh, either Ms. Cortez or um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, which I'm probably going to struggle with. But anyway, central to her proposal um, is the goal of working towards using nothing but renewable energy for electricity generation. And that would mean wind, solar, biomass, geothermal, um, now, while and while coal, natural gas, and oil are completely out, I'm sorry. Um, that would mean wind, solar, uh, biomass, uh, and that natural gas, oil, and nuclear power are completely out as fuel sources. And I'm going to. Um, In doing this this podcast and putting it together, there were a couple of directions I could go, and one of the directions was actually talking about fracking. So I looked into fracking, uh, I looked into uh, oil drilling, uh, not having not been on an oil rig or not done oil drilling, drilling, you know, understanding that technology, how it functions, and what what are the pros and cons of that, and. Uh, so some people have uh, believed that natural gas uh, is natural and that it does not have an impact on the environment and you couldn't be more uh, far, farther from the truth. It is important to understand how they uh, achieve the natural gas and the difficulties with fracking. And um, so I may go back and do a podcast specifically with how how we currently um, supply our energy supply, how, how we meet our energy supply and the, the pros and cons of that.
So going back to the resolution, now the resolution doesn't mention whether it includes hydropower. Now hydropower is water and there's been some concern by environmentalists of building dams and impact impact that dams have on the ecosystems where the, near where the dams are. Um, water being the largest source of renewable power, uh, as, I, as I mentioned, uh, the whole infrastructure of building dams uh, has a an impact that uh, some ecologists and environmentalists find too, too imposing to be a uh, first tier option. Um, wind being plentiful, um, solar being plentiful, and you know the, the, the capturing of that uh, would appear to be a lot easier. The plan also calls for transitioning from our two renewables within 10 years of passing the legislation. And that's in a pretty, I would imagine a pretty, I ain't gonna say imagine, that's got to be a pretty aggressive um, timeline for our society, 300 million people, to completely redo how we get our energy, how we use energy, how we interact with our um, environment. The, the policy is also meant to do um, the United States part to respond to the urgent needs to slash greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, United Nations report last month recommended uh, cutting, actually, I think it was in November, uh, recommended cutting worldwide greenhouse gases by almost half by 2030 to avoid uh, some of the catastrophic effects of climate change. Um, the resolution, the Green, uh, Green New Deal resolution, uh, doesn't call for a mandate for renewable energy. It also doesn't specify how the U.S. should wean itself off uh, non-renewable power sources. So they're not talking about how do we go from um, oil and gas to solar and uh, wind. Um, and I think that's, a, and as I said, we have uh, lots of people trying to attack the problem. And so those are things that absolutely have to be addressed um, as we move forward. So just starting down the road and not knowing how we're going to get from point A to point B is important because uh, anyone who's put together any significant plans understand that knowing how you're going to get there is almost import as important as getting there because um, it would not be beneficial to eliminate, just cut off gas or cut off uh, petroleum and say, you know, all cars have to be uh, electric or wind powered uh, on this particular date and then not have the necessary equipment for that to be possible. 
so then all the cars just you know are taken off the road and we haven't replaced it with something that is going to be able to sustain our economic abilities making sure that people got food making sure that people got to uh, medical facilities those are absolutely necessary to understand how that's going to transition before you make even the, the first steps, knowing how you're going to get there and how you're going to um, implement that are extremely important to getting that done. So the proposal uh, consists of a nationwide build out of a smart electrical grid. That means making changes to our current electrical grid. Um, mass energy efficient buildings. Uh, and uh, as I mentioned, there's there's uh, information out there about some of the specifics. And I know people have heard things like uh, they're asking you to give up your cows and, um, you know, just some pretty wild ideas. And most of the things that I've seen about it, I, I'm going to say most all of the things I've seen about it are rational and reasonable. They're not these scare things where um, you know you have to give up your car today um, you have to you know do some really obnoxious or uh, difficult <coughs> things in order to be green but at least we're starting to make that um, transition thinking about it seriously making it a, a very real uh, something that we need to accomplish. And thinking about even in, so the, the government is taking, the government is taking the lead on this. We as citizens should be taking the lead on this. We as citizens should be pushing our government to get these things done for us. And in a way, that's exactly what's happening. People who are, who have seen that we have not taken a very real, taken very real steps to address this problem prior to now, have run for office and are now making an effort to try to um, get things done. And so we as citizens have to make sure that we're supporting that effort and that we're understanding how we get there and being a part of the discussion. Uh, one of the um, articles that I ran across, and this was an opinion article in the Huffington Post, um, calls for climate action are growing louder and more fervent. Um, that it's it's that we've been waiting as a society for a very long time to finally be um, move into green technology. Um, there was a electric car, and some people may know that, that I think it was back in 2000, somewhere around 2000, 2000 between 2000, 2006 or something. Um, and it was allowed to be uh, discontinued. It was, it was, for some reason, it there was an understanding then, 18 years ago, almost 18 years ago, maybe even longer, that we needed to change uh, 
how we get our energy, what we do for energy source. And it was the people, so they sold some of these cars. They didn't actually sell the cars. Um, the car, it was an electric car and it was leased. And after they decided to eliminate the car, the vehicle, people weren't, it, it wasn't people who owned the vehicles that were unhappy or that caused the, the project to die. It was industry, auto industry, energy industry, industry sector that helped kill the car. Um, so, so it's quite possible that we were ready years ago, but we weren't allowed to have that a technology available to us so that we can make that change. There were a smaller group of people that made the decision that we would not have that technology available to us. Um, and then now we're 18, 12 years down the road, having to go back and implement that technology for us, for ourselves, for the years to come. Um, there has been a lot of excitement about the, the New Deal, and there's been a lot of misinformation. And I encourage you to uh, seek out some of the information for yourself and understand how this New Deal will impact you and who's giving you the best information and, and, and why they're doing what they're doing. I'm going to play this clip in just a moment. Um, uh, one of the things that... So I'm, I'll tell you a little bit about uh, how committed uh, Ms. Ocasio-Cortez is. Uh, speaking at a town hall led by Senator Bernie Sanders, um, she framed her climate policy this way. Uh, this is going to be, and I quote, this is going to be the next, be the new deal. The great society, the moonshot the civil rights movement of our generation, unquote. The Green New Deal aspires to cut U.S. carbon emissions fast enough to reach the Paris Agreement's most ambitious climate goal, preventing the world from warming no more than 2.7 degrees Fahrenheit by 2100, by 2100. To make the target, carbon pollution needs to be cut in half by 2030, and that's based on a UN report of global emissions, which hit a record high, and I mentioned that earlier. Now, even the Barack Obama administration's most breakneck climate policy did not put the United States close to making its part of the goal. Um, so one of the things that, um, that I, I have talked about before is as so democracy has the benefit of not putting people in power permanently but one of the drawbacks is that people can come into power and roll back changes that the previous administration or previous administrations had put into place to kind of move the society forward and it appears we've entered that realm 
where we've rolled back an attempt to move forward. Um, be, not everyone is going to agree on the direction forward, but it's important that we have those discussions and make sure that we understand what forward is. So I'm going to play this clip real quick and then um, uh, and I'm going to give you a little bit of my take on this clip. I would be, uh, I can't tell you, to be honest with you, I've read it and I've reread it and I asked Ed Markey, what in the, what in the heck is this? <laughs> you sound like Nancy. <laughs> he says it is an aspiration. Uh-huh. You, know, okay, it's, well, it's, you it's, don't it's, vote for aspirations. It's a, resolu it's a resolution you. aspiration. Right. What we're going to do is ask uh, the Republican leader, what's your position on global warming while we're at it? Yeah. yeah. Shouldn't you come out on the record and tell us whether you believe that man-made right. act man, uh, human activity right. uh, is having an impact on our environment? Uh, mm -hmm. Let's get on the record on Have both sides. But well, you wouldn't okay. vote for it in its current form. And I'm going to take a look. Will we have You've taken a look. What do you think? Yeah, it's long. That's what I think. <laughs> I did. I did. What is this? At the end, I look for in their wherefore, and, and there's no wherefore involved in it. Okay, so you, you wouldn't. I will tell you, I certainly agree with the premise. Global warming is a threat right. to the planet, yeah, right. we're on, and we're not doing enough. We should do more. Right, right. Okay, so that clip was from Morning Joe. And um, so... Um, They were having fun um, about the bill and they seem to um, have been one of the naysayers of the bill. Um, when you, anytime, and, and anytime you put yourself out there, you put out a proposal, you put out an idea, you expose yourself to critics. You expose yourself to people who um, have different agendas based on you trying to accomplish something. And so um, Ms. Ocasio-Cortez has put herself out there. She has an idea that she believes in. She has uh, a mission that she's trying to accomplish for not only herself, um, but for the United States and the globe as, and a whole, as, a, as a whole. And rather than attack, uh, so some people attack the individual. They try to invalidate the individual so that the idea is tainted just by the fact that it came from an individual who's been tainted. Um, and I think that that's bullying. Um, in the, in the recent spate with Amazon, um, Ms. Ocasio-Cortez doesn't obviously does not need me to, uh, defend her. She is quite capable of defending herself, but I did want to point out that there were people who, um, said she did not understand basic economics and that was untrue. She had a full grasp of basic economics. Um, I've listened to her explain her points of view, and I'm quite comfortable that that she gets it. But the attempt to say that she's not smart enough, that she doesn't have the knowledge 
to make the statements or push forward the policies and ideas that she has put forward is is bullying to the nth degree. And um, there are people who are able to um, think outside the box. Thinking outside the box is simply taking something that has been traditionally used one way and be able to use it a different way. So in other words, you can take a hammer and be able to use it as a piston rod or a piston, but you can find some new use for that tool. Um, find creative ways to make that tool useful to yourself or mankind. There are those people that regardless of how useful your idea is or how good or bad your idea is, um, because they lack the ability to do that or because they are not the one doing it, um, it becomes a power struggle for them to rein you back in, to keep you from achieving better, um, which is bullying, it, to take their power, to try to blunt your power, uh, rather than um, most of the time, um, the people who are criticizing the Green New Deal have no policy. And in that clip, um, so the, the Republicans want to use the Green New Deal. Uh, Mitch McConnell wants to call for a vote to get people on record as saying they support or don't support the New Deal. So there are people that don't, voters who don't support the New Deal and may take that as an issue to vote for or against a candidate. And so we're playing politics again with environmental issues. Um, Dick Durbin on this one. Um, so I was a little, little disappointed. I think he's a, a, a very brilliant man. I think he's bright. He's, he's very smart. And so he knows how to, he's a good politician also. So, so when he says in the clip that he doesn't know what's in it, um, I, I, I think he's disingenuous because if you read it, it's very self-explanatory. It is not difficult at all to understand. As I mentioned, there's no real technical aspects of it. Um, and so um, I think from a political standpoint, so he knows that Mitch McConnell is trying to use that toward uh, against Democrats in the upcoming election in 2020. And by asking the Republicans, you know, where is your plan? What are you what do you propose? You are against something, but you haven't pro provided anything as an alternative. And I think a lot of times I talk, I have a difficult time with people criticizing something if they don't have a plan, if they don't have any experience with it, if they don't have a, a frame of reference to be critical. So with the Green New Deal, people being critical of the Green New Deal haven't put forth 
any kind of a plan. They can't even tell you other than cost why we should not do some of the things the things that are in, that are a part of the new deal they can't give you any reason any rational reason why and they can't put forth a plan but they can be critical and they can't try to use it against you because other people don't understand how, why the New Deal is so important, why the Green New Deal is so important. So I, I, it's, I'm glad we're having this conversation. Um, I think it's not beneficial for people to criticize without being able to explain it in, into some kind of detail and why we should or should not do those kinds of things. Um, but unfortunately, um, people will be people and, and bullies are bullies. And if you're if you're attacking the Green New Deal and you don't understand it or you haven't put forth a plan, you are being a bully. I'm going to wrap it up right now. It's two thirty three. I'm a little three minutes past what I normally try to achieve. I want to thank you very much for joining me this afternoon. Um, the podcast is streamed live each week here on, on YouTube. So you are encouraged to participate, ask questions and include your thoughts in the conversation. To participate, please contact Altitude Adjustment by connecting via Skype at thelionsden.stl at gmail.com or Google at thelionsden.stl at gmail.com. Please feel free to connect with me also on Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, and on YouTube. So be sure to look for this and other episodes where you listen to podcasts. Your likes and shares are internet gold. So please like and share this episode where this podcast, where you find it. And remember to be cool, be calm, and above all, be careful. Look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you.